Hello, we're the Revitalize and Grow podcast, here to give you top tips on how to take your marketing and communications to the next level and help you grow. I'm Jenny, your host, and each week I'll be joined by one of my fellow pros to pick apart various PR and marketing topics, demystify the jargon, and give you some practical tips that you can apply to your own business. Occasionally, we'll be bringing on some special guests for bonus episodes. You can find all the latest episodes and keep in touch with us at adpr.co.uk or find us on all the socials. You can find the handles in our bio. So grab your cuppa and join us and don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss the latest episodes. Hello and welcome back to the Revitalize and Grow podcast. I'm Jenny and today I'm joined by Becky. Hi, Becky. Hello. Hi. And today um, we're going to be talking about that really delightful phrase, uh, doing more for less. Um, It's no secret that we're all experiencing um, a bit of a tough time at the moment, to put it mildly. Um, There's a slowdown of growth globally in the UK and and beyond, Um, but the UK is still experiencing very small, virtually no growth whatsoever. And there's interest rates, there's inflation spiraling, even though that's slightly again for the UK reduced. Um, And there's a cost of living crisis. So all of this added together means that, of course, people are quite cautious with how they spend their money. Um, And this means for marketing departments, budgets are being squeezed more than ever. Um, And there's an increased pressure for marketing teams to be delivering more for less. It's not a new term. It's something that marketing teams are very used to having to do. Um, But it's certainly the pressure is on even more at the moment. So having said that, all that spiel, Becky, (laughs) what what are your thoughts in terms of marketing teams delivering more more for less? What's your take? So, you know, I think there's always going to be always going to be big bosses or management, senior management wanting as much as possible for as mm-hmm. less amount as possible. I don't, like you say, I don't think it's new, um, but given current circumstances and lots of financial and economical kind of crisis situation events happening, um, obviously budgets are kind of top of the agenda and mm. where possible, where we can squeeze a little bit out or make it a bit smaller or even sometimes making those cuts um it's daunting for everyone both as kind of an external agency as a PR agency but also for marketing professionals as well they want that budget and we understand as marketing professionals kind of the value add and the results that we're delivering which can sometimes be a bit harder to kind of explain or showcase Mm -hmm. those results and the impact of the business um particularly for people that maybe aren't as marketing savvy or don't see the direct correlation between getting a piece of coverage or some really great social content and engagement and how that leads to you know attracting customers all the way through to the end goal of, of sales so um you know I think it's not new we're not surprised when we see this but I think there are some really good things that um we can talk about and we will talk about in terms of how you can just be a bit cleverer with how you're spending that budget or spending your time Mm -hmm. and managing your resources um I think historically and previously some like brands or marketeers have tried to just do a bit of everything and 
hope something sticks and you know <laughs> yeah. just you know if we appear I'll do in all most, of it and then maybe yeah, something will work something will be really successful <laughs> and then great we've done a good job but actually I am on the other side of the coin with that and I think the scattergun approach just doesn't work um it's really hard to attribute really specific results out of that but also kind of add that into the sales pipeline mm-hmm. I think it's really important to do less and do it better and do it really, really well and continue that kind of evaluation to see where you're at and what needs to maybe pivot slightly in order to get some really good solid results that feed into business objectives, they help with sales, et cetera. Yeah. And then I was going to say just in lots of ways, trying to do more for less can, can be a good thing because it does force you into that targeted approach, doesn't it? You don't have budgets to just do a bit of everything you have to really <laughs> prioritize and look at that data and see what actually yes. works for you for the bottom line um and it's yeah so it can it can be a good thing everyone likes focus don't they and everyone likes really um you know like this is your end goal or these are the three channels that we're going to work with actually that gives us that real focus and helps us to prioritize so that actually what we're going to do, we're going to do it really well and we're going to make sure it's all well researched mm-hmm. and we're going to have planned all the timelines out and make sure we've got the resources that we need so that we can deliver. Because if you've got less to develop, I guess, you want to do them really well so that we can get that repeat business or do it again and again so we can continue to develop the results or the audience or the campaign in, in whatever form it is. I think it already also really helps with kind of structure and consistency and planning when you've got that focus because you're not going to be attracted or pulled away in a different direction because there's something shiny and new over here or oh, there's a really good offer. If you've got that focus, actually, it's quite helpful to kind of keep you mm-hmm. on, on that path. I would say, I think we mentioned it a minute ago, but... Um, that constant constant and like consistent evaluation and measurement is also really important because mm-hmm. just because it worked last year or the last time you did the campaign doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to work this time. The world is changing at such a crazy rate. Like AI, like everyone's trying to use that within their business now. Mm-hmm. So that's actually had quite a, an impact, both good and bad, on business. So it's really important that kind of evaluation and measurement is part of that planning and reporting process so that if something's working great can we make it work harder can we make some tweaks to you know make it a bit more efficient and reduce the resources required to make it work but also if it's not quite giving the results that we're expecting or the value is not quite there or we're just not hitting the right Mm. audience then change it or scrap it and do something else and I think I think possibly historically we've been scared to do that because we don't want to admit that it's not working or not that it not that we failed but that perhaps plan a wasn't quite right based mm. on a few different things That's it, yeah lots of lots of um teams do that's a real danger isn't it it's a real sort of part of the human condition to be like no we have invested this much time and money in this course of action so we will keep hammering at it until it works and it's like no it's yeah you're just wasting more resource it's much better Mm -hmm. to be like right we need to check we need to change so it is as you say important to and that's still part of the learning process as well isn't it because actually if you've found out that it doesn't work but you've got these five really key learnings from it or you've opened up a new audience that actually is really receptive to what you're 
telling them or talking to them about, then surely that's it's still, it's still delivered something of value and you've learned from it. So next time you do a campaign around a particular topic or for a specific audience, for example, then you're going to have that knowledge that you didn't have before. Mm. So, you know, it's, long-term it's valuable. <laughs> and you meant, you know, and the measurement really ties into, I know you um, briefly mentioned earlier, um, but the, the planning side and setting those objectives is really making sure that your marketing and communication objectives align with those business objectives and are really smart. So, and show how your activity directly contributes to that bottom line mm-hmm. and has that value. Because of course it's, um, we're obviously not painting all companies with the same brush here, but it Absolutely is marketing not, yeah. <laughs> can sometimes be the easiest budget to cut because there's not always, as you've said earlier, not always everyone understands the impact of what X much engagement means or what X many clicks mean or what how much coverage something means. And so it's our job as those marketing professionals and that department to really show the value of each of those. So, you know, where you've got someone clicking through to the website, following that journey, eventually, you know, making an inquiry. Make sure you put that sort of value on that in terms of the business. When those sales have come through, it's like that's because... Yeah, where of does this activity? Yeah, we like, have what's that led from. Yeah, and I think that's really important because we've also kind of shifted in mentality on measurement, but there's still a bit of kind of grey area around kind of like outputs and like, but what does it mean? What did people mm. do as as a result of getting that coverage, or what did people what what behaviour change was there mm. because we were talking to this huge audience or we had this opportunity on the radio or something like that so what I think absolutely linked to that about kind of setting some really good communications objectives that feed into the overarching business strategy and business objectives is making sure that we know what those outcomes are versus mm. the outputs because they are so much more important mm. and like you say you can set some really good um, uh, tools up on things like Google Analytics where you can have different goals that set up that have a, a rough value to your business like in financial terms to say mm. like how much this inquiry is worth we know that we need to generate 20 inquiries for one sale perhaps I don't, I don't know what it is but um, and so you can give those inquiries a value and then that directly mm. attributes back to kind of marketing and PR because you know, Google Analytics is great for telling us how people got onto your website, how long they stayed there, what journey they went on, where did they fall off? Did they meet any of your goals? Did they watch a video? Did they read about your um, case studies or testimonials from other people? And that's all really valuable. And it's all part of that sales funnel, which feeds into the bottom line. It's just where their touch points are. So, um, yeah, I think... Objectives are really good. <laughs> doing and you know, as we say, I think it's prior using that data to prioritize and using and knowing um your audience really well so that where maybe budgets have been bigger before and you're like, okay, we can have we've got this priority audience, but we've got these other audiences and customers that we also go to, you know, it's actually you might need to narrow that down just to whoever those lowest hanging fruits are that are the most likely to convert into a sale or buying into your service um and focus your energy on those rather than previously you might have been able to be like oh, well we'll also reach these others who are an audience but 
you know, don't buy quite as much mm-hmm. or they're or don't, you know, spend as much with each purchase, whatever it is, but you need to um yeah. focus yeah. it down, you know, and just focus on those ones. And then you'll be able to expand when, you know, you've proven that that works and that the resource has been put into your marketing department and then you can expand it further, which um, I would say like it's such a... I think that leads quite nicely into kind of looking at some of those other resources that we've got as well that maybe we take for granted, things like um, social media and editorial, et cetera. They're kind of, I say like free resources because Mm. you don't pay to be on Facebook or Instagram, et cetera. we don't pay for press coverage when it's editorially secured. Um, obviously, there's an element of um, like knowledge and experience of knowing how to use them, how to use them right, but also like who the right journalists are, the right publications for your um, business. But actually, like making the most out of them, and some of these platforms, like they're really clever. The algorithms are so clever, mm. and making sure you know how to use them and when to use them, and what content your audience is going to engage with can be so valuable. And I think, you know, I think we've kind of moved past that kind of phase or lack of understanding with social media that, you know, oh my God, for a job, you just sit on social media all day. (laughs) What? That's so easy. But it's so much more to that now, isn't it? Kind of being able to audit your social channels, like look at the engagement, set a strategy, set like content plans and pillars that feed into these overarching goals um, and actually have some quite specific objectives about what we want our audience to do, Mm. like what we want them to do with the content. Do we want them to click on a link to take them through to their website? What? But there's so much more that you can do do with it. And the algorithms are so complicated and always evolving. Um, And that is to make you work harder and invest more in the platform, whether it's more in terms of time and better content. Obviously, there is an element of like paid for campaigns that you can do through social media. Um, I would say Facebook is very cost effective and I Mm -hmm. think highly recommend it for the right right (laughs) campaigns. But, you know, like there are platforms and tools that we can use um, that don't have to cost a fortune or like eat into a lot of your marketing budget. Mm. Um, it's just knowing what is right for you and making sure that it's working as hard as possible for you. Yeah, and I mean, relationships as well are always really, they're always really important, obviously, but even more so when times are particularly tough, like having relationships with key stakeholders and partners and journalists that actually um, you focus your time on and and you know, help each other out. You'll have partners that are in the same position and are actually trying to reach people with less budget and um, see what you can do and how you can work together. Because I think that can also help when you can sort of... Absolutely. And I think the same goes with like any of those third party agencies or brands that you work with, whether it's like a PR agency, SEO, like print and design, et cetera. Like that's part of those relationships. Yes, you pay for them. Um, Mm. But they also want to do as good a job for you as possible because if you don't if you're not delivering you're certainly not going to get repeat work or it's not going to be a long-term partnership so we would say like invite them in and be as open and honest as you can be with those agencies about the state of the business what the environment looks like what the marketplace looks like for your sector and how well you're performing it's not that they're going to go away and plaster all that information anywhere because they want to position your brand 
as best as possible as experts, thought leaders, like depending on what your kind of product or services that you're offering, like they're the experts and you have employed them for a reason. So it's really important that you can give them as much information so they can give you the best advice and recommendations about Mm. activity and what is going to deliver for you with potentially less budget or less resource. But the more you can tell them and the more they can bring them into the fold and, you know, they can all sign NDAs. Um, That's not a problem. And it's not anything that worries someone if you have to sign that, but giving them as much information as possible, they can give you their best expert recommendations, help to manage your expectations as well, because, you know, reduced budgets aren't always going to mean that, you know, we can deliver absolutely everything that we've delivered before but they can be really honest with you about what is going to deliver the most value for your business what is going to make this campaign really work and what what are those kind of KPIs what are the results that we're aiming for and I think it's like partnerships should be two ways shouldn't they like Mm -hmm. you want to give them as much so they can give you the best results to help you look good ultimately like yeah you want to do a great job and um, deliver for your business ultimately to lead into sales and the bottom line so that you know Repeat business is always nice, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> always, always <laughs> nice. No, it is. It's um, and there are other, as we said, we talked about. There is a lot of, and I'm doing little air quotations, free activity because you know <laughs> it is still taking up someone's time, so it's not free. But you know there is a lot that can be done, as you say, on social media or speaking to journalists and getting the editorial content. There's a lot that can be done there, and also have a look at how you can save yourself time by leveraging things like AI, like chat GPT, um, can be a real game changer in terms of just filling a page for you quickly. You'll still need to, you'll still need to work on it. You'll still need to put your human touch on it and make sure it's actually correct. (laughs) Caveat, 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 but it, you know, stuff, leverage any sort of platforms you can that are just going to help you Mm -hmm. sort of save time internally to do it because we also really appreciate all the stuff we talk about that's like strong relationships free things like editorial and social media (laughs) blog content you know you're not paying for it and use data but we also appreciate not everyone has large teams in-house that there's not an endless amount of time to deliver all of this so Mm -hmm. you know have a look at anything that can help you it's not cheating it's not cheating to use it. You still have to have the skill to use things like that. So um, do use it and do use it to help you so that, you know, you're not running yourself into the ground when you're trying to do everything, <laughs> you know, with with small teams. Um, particularly if you don't have an external, you know, the joy of having an external agency is that they go off and do it for mm-hmm. you and it's something that's off your plate. But if you don't have that, then, yeah, just have a look at how you prioritise internally and what tools you can use just to make your life easier. Yeah, exactly. And like, you know, as new tools come in and AI develops, there's loads of blogs and people that are kind of at the forefront of it or researching it as well. So like do your research on Google, search on LinkedIn, like read content and comments from people across social media to see what they like and what they don't like and what they found to be really useful. Like if you don't know where to start, do a bit of research yourself. And like you've just said, I know time is such a valuable resource and it's sadly not endless. But, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as you said, like if you can 
save yourself some time by reading a couple of articles about how to use chat chat GPT or what the benefits are, what the pros are, what they found to be really good. They like this feature, do this, make sure you ask it this, like be specific, then use that because Mm -hmm. people are using it all day, every day for various elements of their role. Um, So there's nothing to say that you can't, but absolutely, as you said earlier, like do read it, do fact check check it, make sure that it's written in the right style Mm -hmm. or the tonality or, you know, it's never going to have that human pizzazz. It's not going to have the like spark of creativity or idea that you have because that's part of what we bring to the table, isn't it? Um, And like for Jack, chat gpt jack oh jack it can be jack, jack. gpt if you like sure. <laughs> call him jack. Um, <laughs> um is that it's not like it's not living data it's mm. old data it's already two and a bit years out of date so like please don't ever ask it to write you an article and submit it and move on <laughs> yeah no and it you know there's a, i know we've got we shouldn't go too deep into it because we could get slightly um off track with AI stuff. I know we do actually, we are planning on doing um, an episode on it, so we won't go too far into it. But yeah, it's it's got so much potential, but it is only as good as what you put. You still have to have the skill to put into it. That I, as someone who is not an artist, I couldn't, with smart AI, I couldn't create a beautiful photograph or a beautiful piece of art because I don't have the skills to to input what needs to be, you know, put in. I don't have the right skills to give it the instruction to create something beautiful. And there are artists who can. So it's, you know, it's only as good as, it's only as good as what you put in. Um, when I, th- I suppose, and I when I said the delightful phrase at the beginning, I suppose I just, I don't really like the phrase, do more for less, because I think it just you know, give poor marketing people a break, like you know, work them into the ground, like keep doing more for less and less and less. But I do think it's, you know, there's lots of ways. It's all just about prioritizing. Don't mm-hmm. try to do more for less, just work smarter, do yeah. fewer things better. Do, yes. I mean, it's what we always recommend anyway, isn't it? And I think having smaller budgets encourages it more in terms of prioritizing but it should be something you do anyway is you know just prioritize don't try to do everything because you you can't and you know yeah you'll run yourself into the ground (laughs) well that's very true I just don't you know I'm not a big I'm not really a big fan of the phrase and I know (laughs) it's it's used everywhere and it's like we said it's always it's not a new thing it's it's a phrase that's been used for years and years particularly when it comes to marketing Mm -hmm. and it's and it does rub me slightly the wrong way. Like <laughs> you can't just have more and more and more and more and more for less and less and less. Exactly. And less. Something's got to give. But yeah. working smarter and prioritizing exactly. is is good. And that's good for like, you know, best practice as well, making sure that what you are doing, you're doing it properly. You're taking the right amount of time to kind of research it and plan what you're going to do. And yeah give the right amount of resource to the activity to make sure that it's as best as it can be yeah. to deliver on the results or the the objectives that you're aiming for so you know it's not a bad thing um no one likes it when budgets are cut or they're slimmed down slightly um 
So, you know, we just have to work smarter and you can only do what you can do. Yeah. <laughs> but that's it. And then once you've prioritized it and once you've shown, you know, with those smart objectives and, the, you know, the planning that you've done, you've spent that time planning and you've shown what amazing impact your work has on, you know, when you're going to the CFO and you're talking all numbers, which is really all they care about. They don't, <laughs> obviously, of course they do. That's their job. You know, they don't care about you've raised awareness by X much and you've got X much engagement online and this, you know, they want, okay, what does that translate to? And once How many sales? Proved, yeah, once you've, once you've proven that with that smaller budget, then it gives you that business argument, you know, to keep your department well-resourced and to mm-hmm. expand your department and be able to do more and more and more. So, yeah, you can't do more for less, but you can work smarter. I agree. I think. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if people wanted to hear that or not, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think, and unless you have anything else, you think we haven't covered, no, there, Becky? covered the key points? <laughs> And I yeah. agree with our summary. Yeah. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To summarise, no. <laughs> but you can prioritise and work smarter. Um, well, thank you, everyone, again, for joining us. As always, please do um, reach out to us. We do love to hear from you. You can um, email us at hello at adpr.co.uk. Visit our website. We've got lots of resources on there as well. You can always have a dig around, see if there's anything you like. If there's anything you want us to cover, just let us know. But thank you for joining us and we'll see you next time. Bye.